up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga. We still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come, make sure the crew got their fair shit. All right, well, let's move on, man. Before it gets too late to our dating topics. I see Josh over there salivating to get to some of these things. So let's make sure that we're able to talk about them, Josh. And... The first thing is a, a oldie but goodie, as they say, and it's a throwback to our old show. We talked about interracial dating, and on that one, we primarily focused on it as a whole. But for this one, we want to talk about why uh, is it okay for Black women to date outside their race, but not okay for Black men to do that? And we have a I guess you got any pics or videos for that, Josh? Or? Uh, yes. So we're going to go to where this idea came from. Besides us originally doing it, it happened recently in pop culture. but And this also concerns dating, right? When 50 Cent was on Lil Wayne's show. So we're going to show a clip so everyone has the full context. You see what I'm saying? And I look and I go, yo. This is why they get mad, they get angry. You see a lot of sisters, they go, oh, you fuck, you fuck with this kind of girl or that kind of girl. That shit is exotic. <laughs> Stupid. That shit look a lot different from the shit that you see in the neighborhood all the time. It looks like, <laughs> that shit look like it came off a boat, baby. You don't like that motherfucker? <laughs> you don't like that? so I go, look at this angry black motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. You're trying to fuck up the whole vibe. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because you're going. I'll I, I leave it to you guys. What did you feel about his comment? Do you want to uh, give the ladies their response as well? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. And a former fling for. Mike and Fifth. To go and go first if you like. He just has such boy tendencies. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. He's just like when I read that, I was like, really? You would say that because you don't want anyone to challenge you or talk to you. you want somebody to sit over there and be a pretty little doll that you can just pay, right? Can't handle a black woman, can you? Uh, um, I'm gonna say something. Uh, uh. Uh, I mean, but this is the thing, like when Vivica Fox comments on things like this, especially with her, you know, dating 50 Cent, she dated, I feel like the reason why she only dated 50 Cent was to, you know, take his notoriety and how much popularity he was getting to try to re create some resur resur a resurgence in within her career and try to make her popping again. And I think that's what she was trying to do. And I think she's being salty because, you know, 50 dropped her and chose someone else. And you can see it 
in her response and her multiple responses when she consistently brings him up. Like, 50 doesn't even talk about her. And she, every time they bring up 50 Cent, she always has something to say. And it just sounds like, it just sounds like she is still hurt because he didn't choose to be with her. That's, I mean, that's it. It's just being honest. And I think with what 50 Cent said, I mean, it, it, it could be right and it could be wrong because it, I feel like it can be right because, you know, when it comes to certain women and certain men, black men and all that, you know, sometimes they do want something exotic. They want something different. They want something they haven't seen before. It's part of a fantasy. I get that. But is that necessarily every single black man? No. Is that something where uh, we may be lacking in in regards to uh, you know, being a certain color or, or looking a certain way is only exotic and not a black woman, a black woman couldn't be exotic. I don't think that's necessarily right either, but um, I also think it could also be part of a, a particular preference because if you look at, um, you know, black women who choose to be with other races or different type of men, you don't really see black men commenting and saying like, oh, this that, because I don't really think they care as much as uh, black women would do when it comes to you know black men choosing other races. So I just find it it's kind of funny how the the switch in roles where it's okay for one person to do it or one group, but then the other group, it's like, what are you doing? So what about you? Because a lot of time black women tend to do that. They tend to, you know, champion, uh, you know, that particular choice that they made. But when you see a black guy do it, it's just like, oh, what she can do for you. She doesn't do this and all that. And I'm not saying it's everyone, but you tend to see that more in comparison to, you know, the genders. Where it's just like one side, you're highlighting this and the other side, you're bringing them down. Yeah, and and, uh, and, I, and that was the question. Why is it? Why is it okay for black women but not for black men? Chloe, you're in the comments. Maybe you can answer if you know the answer to that. Why do you think, Josh? Well, before I answer, I'm gonna let the last lady last lady have her say because you did request it to be on the show. Oh What's yeah, up, y'all. Um, I'm gonna just not dwell on this, but be pretty brief. Um, as I sit here in my car and it, it edges jacked up, I'm okay with that. Um, whatever. Because I'm sure people will go and start addressing that in, in the comment section. So let me just get out get out, out the way. Yes, my hair is if what you like to call nappy. The, the texture of Jesus is. Um, yes, it is. Um, and I'm okay with that. Because this is how God made me and I love it. So I'm going to just get right into it about what has been going on for a long time and what needs to stop. Okay. I'm okay with black men dating outside their race. Like I really could give a damn if you date outside your race. I've dated outside my race several times. And as, as y'all like to call it, they were exotic men. The difference is, is that 
me dating these exotic men didn't make me put down my brothers because I still love my black men too. And just because these men were of a different stature, different color, different background, different hair texture, different whatever, it didn't make them any better than my black brothers or make me want to go on air and say, yeah, you know, I dated this and it's because they, he look exotic, you know, sorry if I don't want you no more, black brother. No. Just because you have a preference don't mean you have to down your lineage and down where you come from. That is the issue. I am so sick and tired of people trying to say that black women are angry. Black women are bitter. Ain't nothing bitter about me. I'm sitting in a $110,000 car and that's material stuff. So I don't even want to even bring that into play. I live in a beautiful home. Okay, I uh, feel like I'm set for life and don't have a worry in the world. I have no reason at all to be bitter. None at all. But I do have a problem with when we stand up for black men, black women. We stand up for black men and are so loyal to y'all, so good to y'all. And we break our backs for y'all. And y'all don't have the same respect for us. Like what you like. But come on, have our backs the way we have y'all's. Show us the respect, the love, the appreciation, the praise that we deserve. Because it's getting tired, especially in these times. It's real tired and it's done and it's dead. Have something else to talk about other than downing your beautiful black queens. How about that, black men? Stand up. So wait, she said that she wasn't bitter? But she said out loud. Well, how did those words sound to you, Miguel? Because they sounded quite bitter to me. And I just had to put all the context together, right? So I had no idea who Fifth was dating or let's say procreating with recently. So I had to do so I had to do some research, right? Uh So I wanna I want everyone to think about Fifty's words, exactly what he said, verbatim. Because he didn't say a lot of the things that she was saying, whoever that last lady was. That's number one. Number two, I want me to also think about what Vivica said and also perhaps note the, let's say, the age demographics of both parties. Now, if we look at Fifth's main girl now, it's either Jamira or Jamira Haynes. Do either of you gentlemen know what she looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, Isn't she black too? I'm going to get there, Banks, which is interesting. See, this is where the selective morality is going to come into play. So, Miss Cuban Link is 24 years old, hails from Cuba, or let's say has Cuban-American lineage, which last time I checked was Afro-Latina. So it's interesting how we have this selective morality when it comes to dating black women, right? And then if you date someone younger and or outside of your race, now you're disrespecting your genealogy, which is simply outrageous. In fact, when I hear things like that, I automatically have this response. Like, seriously? What are your thoughts, Miguel? I'm curious what you think. 
Well, I don't know what your actual thoughts were, yet. I feel like you just kind of didn't tell us what he did. But um, it's a lot with the whole thing. It, it's layered. And that was Tori Hart, by the way. That's Kevin Hart's ex-wife and, and kid's mother, the woman who was talking, uh, you were talking about. So hence so, her $10,000 car that she's sitting in. Um, adding, adding to the bitterness, yes. Please continue. <laughs> um, but um, no, so... The way he framed his comments, the initial comments about the exotic uh, nature, when he said the one the one thing he said was that he might want something different that he sees around the way every day. If you grow up in a certain uh, um, social area and you see the same type of person every day, like him in Jamaica, Queens, for example, I could see what he's saying the person who looks a little different than the girls he always grew up with is catching his eye more. So that part I understand. Uh, where he went left is where he said when people bash him about it, he starts calling, you know, get out of my face, you angry black woman, yada, 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 or whatever. So that's where I think he kind of went left with it. However, as I said before, there's always this double standard, like Banks said, when it comes to black men who date outside their race, against black women who did outside their race. And if you read the comments, uh, a lot of times it's always, uh, you know, good job, happy you found happiness, girl, blah, 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 blah. But as soon as you see a black dude with a white chick, it's like you you against your race. Or not even white, but different race. You're against your race, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's the unfairness of it all. Um, that happens. I had a conversation the other day, and I don't know if you guys remember the movie Something New about 10, 15 years ago, but it was when Sanaa Lathan was dating a white guy, and it was promoted that they were dating something new. And I said, what if, what if a black guy had, had a movie, and it was called Something New about him dating a white girl? I can imagine the backlash, but that movie that Sanaa Lathan did, dating a white guy, was well-received. So it's just like a, a double standard there. Yes, selective morality. Yeah. And the interesting part about that is you're completely right, Miguel. And at the same time, if you're someone from New York going to Atlanta, those chicks look exotic to you too. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's about, he said, different than the girls I've seen around the way. So I think some of his comments were taken out of context a little bit because that makes sense to me, you know. Well, my, my question is, if you're taking things out of context and responding in a negative way, how is that not bitter? <laughs> my question. I, don't, I don't know if it's bitter, but it's definitely not really paying attention to what was actually said. Um, you know, you're, you're responding with emotions as opposed to logic. That's what happens when you're upset. When you're bitter. <laughs> Um, and we act but, like we don't have children with black women. Like, what are we talking about? And how much? Yeah. He, even his mom was a was a what a drug dealer, right? Or user? She's a still, drug dealer, and still glorifies her. Like, what y'all talking about? She's a drug dealer, but nevertheless, um, yeah, I, I just don't. If somebody can answer for me, uh, sometime you know, I tried this conversation before, but I don't know why it's different for black men than black women and whatnot. Maybe you guys can't, a woman can, we can. Let's move on. Uh, Josh, should your significant, should you inform your significant other about changes in your hair? Which I believe you have that. 
women with haircuts and men if you let's say were to cut your beard off and stuff like that would you tell them up front or no absolutely we got this from Chloe did so shout out to Chloe John what are your thoughts uh I mean, I mean, I guess if that's, um, I mean, if it's your wife or husband, um, I think you should talk about it. I mean, in, if that is your wife or husband, I feel like you should talk about any like drastic change you're doing. Um, I mean, if it's your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, uh, I don't think that really matters. <laughs> Really? But, so um, what if your what if your girlfriend who used to have the long hair comes back with a a, a shortcut and didn't and you didn't even know it was coming? Would you not be upset or would you would it affect you in any way? Um well if she was my chick, uh I probably wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me because she would probably look fine with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the honest answer because I'm not gonna like take a chick seriously and knowing if she was to cut her hair or make her hair long or whatever um, most likely would look good on her uh, so if, that wouldn't bother me but my I guess if we want to you know play devil advocate as people would say um, my it, my thing is I'm all about uh, being the best you and if I feel like you make a drastic change that could take away from the best version of you, I could, I would say. Uh, I would think there is something internally that you're going through because a lot of time, at least from what I've seen, when it comes to some women who do it, they do it out of some sort of like frustration or release of just like, I, I need a change. But then when you see it happen, and I'm just speaking from a male's point of view, it's just like sometimes you see him regret it by doing like a drastic cut. And it's just like, what was the point of doing that? Like, why would you just do something like that? And then, you know, you try to own up to it and say like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. But deep down, it's just like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on it, Josh? Hmm. I would say if you were to cut your hair, I would certainly hope that it would be in a very stylish way, similar to Halle Berry or Rihanna, for example, or Neil Long, right? In addition to having that type of appearance that they also had as well. Okay, so, so it's about the end result to you. Absolutely. Because okay. at the end, because at the end of the day, if we're being honest, I think for and I'll add on to Banks's point of speaking from a male's point of view, right? For a male, usually this happens after women have already had kids. They probably put on a couple pounds, probably stopped going to the gym, probably didn't eat is the way they should be eating. So and then it just comes from that, like, oh, I just I don't even feel like, you know, doing things that they enjoy doing before, like being feminine and getting getting ready to go out type of thing. So if if that level of careness to your body isn't present, then 
to me, that's you're, you're essentially dating a different person. And now the hair represents a different person. Okay. So in terms of the thought process, right. So they don't have to inform you first, but the end result will play a part in how you feel about it. Absolutely. Okay. So if they had long hair and come back like the Dora Milaje from Black Panther, <laughs> you might be like, what's going on? Okay. However, if the body's rocking like that, I might be able to work with that, right? <laughs> That's true. Okay. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> right. Now, Banks, what about you? Do you think even if it was your wife, you need to inform her if you're doing something drastic? Like, let's say, going bald, cutting your beard off, growing, whatever, if it's drastic or not. If it's my wife, uh, yeah, I would definitely tell her because I think it would just, you know, create less less friction. You know, why create some sort of argument or just a sense of just like, why didn't you tell me this? Because that's going to definitely be like the conversation of the week or month or year, <laughs> depending on how your relationship is. But I think if this is somebody that you take serious and that you tend to be with forever, how long you live, I think decisions like that, which is, a, I think, a, I would definitely believe some sort of a drastic change. I would definitely, you know, get her input. Hmm. But I probably would, I would advise myself wouldn't do anything like that anyway, because I'm perfectly fine and I'm not willing to do anything crazy like that. But. If I was, I would hope that she would talk me out of it. <laughs> and that's what about you, Josh? Would, would you inform the person first or no? Well, no, because no one's going to micromanage Josh. We all know that. <laughs> Number two, I'm starting to notice, as Banks is articulating correctly, that these drastic changes aren't equal. They're not even close to being parallel. Okay. Um how well why don't you okay why don't you feel that way well if you shave your beard off that's not a that does not equate to cutting your hair short i don't know josh some women you know they they, they love the whole beard gang man banks know this like to them it's like a whole different uh look for you and stuff like that yeah that's again that's not drastic <laughs> <laughs> Do you know women banks who that would be a drastic change for them for a guy to have a, like a beard and then cut it off stuff like that? I, I think it depends because I get what both of you are saying. Because some women may not be like a, a major thing; they might be upset, but they'll still like care. But you know, you have you, there be women there. There may there may be some women where if they cut their hair and they, let's say they drastically cut it, like really cut everything off um i don't know um i think it would be uh that's just a bit alarming <laughs> i think this is actually when it comes to men and to uh makai's point if a man would lock uh, my, it's, it's, it's my kid my, kid. My, 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 my apologies uh but if i met him with locks and now he wants a bald head i would appreciate the discussion first Okay, I, and I get that as well. I get it, um, but I, I just think it's different when it comes to men and women, especially if a woman just cuts all her hair off. 
And a lot of times when those type of decisions happen, there's usually more to it. It's just not just <laughs> something new. So you wouldn't call that drastic, Josh? The loss to the ball head for a guy? Absolutely not. No, no. I mean, when it comes to deadlines, it's heavy. Locks the ball head. That's that's definitely drastic. But like I said, the same way that Banks said, like again, you can go do what you want. It would be cool to have a discussion. But again, you don't have to report. Gotcha. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Josh is coming back from the barbershop. You're gonna take whatever you get. <laughs> yeah, if I even go, you know, like come right, on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> my, my my theory is it doesn't really matter for a woman's point of view. It matters more for men personally. I just think that. Okay. All right. Especially um, if things like this happen, Banks. You heard of this? If Stimmons were in his he would get a $1 billion contract. A $1 billion contract. What? So, again, my theory is if you're making that type of money, they're not going to care if you if you get your hair cut or not or you get dreads or whatever. That's number one. Exactly. You know what they're going to be thinking, gentlemen? <laughs> Defense. <laughs> if you're making that type of money, Josh, I uh, I can see that. Yes. Um, moving on forward, man. Uh, hey, Josh, I know you like this one. The post that Floyd Mayweather put about us holding women to a higher standard than themselves. Oh, yeah. Let me get that up. Well, keep going, Miguel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it said us men, uh, Jonathan, us men hold women to a higher standard than they hold themselves. You, do, you, do you agree with that? What do they mean by that? Like us? Men, just men, hold women to a higher standard than they hold themselves to. Do you do that? Do you agree with that? I guess it's the question. So, do I hold women to a higher standard in comparison to myself? No. Then a woman will hold herself to. Mm. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It just. I don't. I don't really get the 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 context of the. Josh, you try to explain the context since you. I know you were into. Here's some context. Us men sometimes hold women to a much higher standard than they hold themselves. So taking it from Floyd, he's saying that. He's aware that there are a lot of men who need a lot of work as well, but they're also looking for, you know, let's say high standards and women. And I guess my perspective is usually women's standards are already delusional anyway. So if you actually balance it out, usually the guys is, let's say, uh, standards would be more reasonable, perhaps. 
based upon facts that is and not emotion right okay Do you, so, so you don't think we hold them to a higher standard than they hold themselves well again you know i need an example could you give me an example of i mean i already did one like okay if you're a guy and you if you want if you want your girl to have a banging body but you don't go to the gym that to me that puts in that category but for me from what i've seen just anecdotally and vicariously vicariously usually it's the men will have will usually let go of certain standards because their standards are so low to begin with Okay, I see what you're saying, but I kind of agree with him though on the on the whole meme. I think we do sometimes want more than what we can want want to give out ourselves and stuff like that. Not as far as uh, you know. And do women do the same thing? If we inverse that, would that apply to them as well? And I would say, what would be the percentages based on how many men versus how many women that would apply to? I don't know the percentages, bro, but I think well, I, know, I didn't ask for the exact ones and a guesstimation yeah. for me go. I think we hold ourselves to a higher standard more than, I mean, I'm sorry. I think we ask for more than what we can hold ourselves to than they do at the end of the day and whatnot. Like, you know, th think about it, bro. At the end of the day, there's so many single mothers out here who hold the whole house down, take care of several kids, get them where they need to go all the time. Sometimes you ask a dad to do that. It's like, you know, and there's a lot of dads who can do that. You know, it's cool, but a lot of dads, it's a whole lot of dads who can't and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of times the mother's responsibility and they always are able to to make it work. No kind of, you know, some kind of way in, in every situation that you have. Some people have moms, me included, who was a single mom. And when I look back, I'm like, I don't know how she was able to do what she did. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of guys is, is a whole different standard when it comes to that. So, my, in my opinion. John, you still thinking about this? You still pondering this? I'm trying to sound politically correct. <laughs> because if you want to give if you want to give like an, a, somewhat of a, a however effect to that, if okay. you, I, I get what you're saying, but sometimes it's like when you see, not all women, but when you see women who fall into that scenario it's it's like are we forgetting the choices that they made to get them into that single household um i, I don't know if we're forgetting it but i don't know i don't know if it's always a choice what, what's the choice well the choice i think the choice is this because sometimes you know how some women who can think they can change a man based off of, I don't know, whatever it is that they feel like they can alter or manipulate or guide him into thinking like, okay, um, if I do this, that, and a third, or if I make this situation, or even a drastic, if I have a baby, I know he's going to change. But, you know, in essence, somebody from outside of it, out of that particular realm or perspective, is going to look at it and be like, no, that's not going to happen. It's actually going to make things worse. And all you're going to do is just basically um, make a decision that you should have done for yourself by just leaving or walking away as opposed to just, you know, 
creating whatever scenario it is. <laughs> Josh, you always got it available, don't you? Listen, man, I feel like those are not the average scenarios, especially and we're talking about the urban community, like we mm -hmm. talk about with this show. I think the average scenario is a guy got a, you know, got a girl pregnant and then he wound up dipping at some point for one reason or another. And when so, you always go ahead, Josh. But my, what would those reasons be? Mike, you don't you really don't think women would purposely have a baby with somebody or you know put a certain scenario to maybe alter or change their mind or to drastically change their mind you don't of think that actually that happens. happens of Especially, course it happens i mean i'm not i'm not saying this is like a, a given or this always happens but when it, if you look at some single woman and you look at some of the stories of the guys that they've been with and if you look at what happened prior you kind of see something similar in the pattern of why or how they got into that particular situation where the of guy that it happens, but I don't think that's the majority of why you find single mothers in the urban areas and stuff like that. Oh no, I would definitely say I would say this applies to all women in all areas. Yeah, it's not just it's not just it's not just black, definitely white, Indian, Spanish. Yeah, all of them. I mean, that, that happens to anyone. It's not, it's not, we're not going to pinpoint it to one group, no. And then you talk about what happened, but no matter what happened, two people had that baby. And not for nothing, but a lot of times <laughs> it do be these moms holding it down, bro. It was okay. I agree. And I, and I applaud that. But, you know, a lot of the times, there be times where, you know, they feel like the relationship's going downhill, something's not going right. And they feel like if they do this, it's going to make it better, and it's not. But you, if you if you go in that moment, I guarantee there's going to be a high percentage of women where they thought this would make it work, but it's not. So they make the gentleman a parent against their will. Number one. Number two. Then they also expect the world, which is adorable. But no, Although, against their will, whether he have a sex with her, what do you mean against their will? He knew what making he was doing. Them, them a parent against their will. That happens on both sides. So we all understand that concept. The what the man is clearly involved in the procreation at this time. So, right. it, so it's not against his will. Secondly, after all this happens, even if they split up, John, he still has to do his part. And a lot of times she's doing the majority of the stuff that goes in, you know, uh, right. when it comes and to that. Top. That that falls into women, you know, being a nurturing characters. But if you look at a lot of times when women tend to fall into these scenarios, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like this. I feel like a lot of times there's women I've even had conversations with where they wonder why certain men tend to do certain things against their will. And a lot of times they enable them to do it because if depending on the guy, <laughs> guy, a guy <laughs> is going to react on what you allow them to do. Right. And a, a lot of women tend to not realize that. And they just enable and they consistently enable like, oh, why, why is he not doing this? Or why is he not doing that? Because you're allowing him to do this. I agree. And then it gets to a point to where it's like now you can't even control it. I mean, you you created the monster, 
And I feel like a lot of times they don't look at it that way. Well, you can have the smartest woman in the world make the dumbest mistakes with the most average guy. And she can have everything perfect about her. But when it comes to a man, she just does not she does not take things as she she doesn't take it seriously in comparison to how she does her other things in comparison to how she may act towards her counterpart. Like she just becomes like oblivious to certain aspects of what he's playing a role in that too though i mean like he's i mean for not for nothing he's good he's a charmer he's whatever he is that makes her act that way you know he's young casanova to say the least i get that too but you know it's just sometimes it's inevitable like you just like there's certain things people <laughs> that i feel like they just i don't know what it is but they just don't look at certain facts the red flags like josh was saying earlier yeah, in the exactly. situation yes, they, I, they breeze through the red flags and they make terrible decisions so you're accountable for those decisions we understand that but when it goes to but even we got too far away from this original topic <laughs> well, not anyway <laughs> i again i do think that sometimes we hold women to a higher standard then uh, we want to hold ourselves not, um, overall. But let's go to the next one. And this kind of wasn't even a, there's no mean for this, Josh. This started out as a conversation on mental theater with, with Josh and Clodis. We were watching a movie together and it was talking about uh, women using their feminine walls to get free goods and services. And we haven't actually talked about that yet. So I want to bring it up. Stuff like that. Um, and Josh and I already agreed that it does happen. Um, Chloe kind of didn't agree a little bit here and there. But John, what do you think about that? How often do you see that women using themselves, I guess, to get free goods and services? And why do you think that happens so much? Because they're women. And they're, I mean, in most cases, what make what makes and draws males attention to anything really like to a club to work uh the reason why some may peep some people may dress up or cut their hair or it's just what draws it, it's what draws the the factor of just like the, it's like the law of attraction it's like what makes you just react and you purposely put yourself into certain scenarios just because you want to impress this woman. So yeah, I, I could see that. Does that happen to you? What? Of uh, like doing all no. <laughs> That's what I thought. When I, when I when I get a haircut, I do it because I, I want a haircut. Well, not even I that. Am. I mean like do women are they able to flirt with you to get something for free or get um a free service? yeah like <laughs> yeah, i already i already told you my stories at strip clubs it, it doesn't work work too well with me um and am, am i it, well I'll, I'll say this um i i would say um when it comes to certain things yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, when it comes to like extremes, 
uh, that's not happening. Like, for instance, women in um, certain parts of the South, they expect you to, um, you know, uphold a, a certain standard. Like, they expect you to spoil and take them out and, like, splurge on them, especially in Atlanta. Like, that's what they expect. Am I going to do that? Uh, no. I'm not going to do that. Especially if I don't, like, know you or or if I know this is something that you do consistently. I am definitely not the one for you because it's not going to work. Like, I, had, I remember I had a girl tell my boy that she expects him to take her out for lunch, dinner, breakfast, go out to the club, get a bottle, and... Um, and the whole nine to like go shopping, like she expected that. And don't get me wrong, she was bad, she was super bad, but she just got real ugly to me when I heard all that. And I'm and she's saying it like in confidence, like you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that if you want to be with me. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this would never work because right. I, I just it's just like, what is this? You're my child, like I gotta cook clean and shop for you and do all this like why can't you do that like how come i need to do that for you like if it comes to like certain things i don't mind doing but i didn't do all this just to hang out with you yeah yeah i definitely can't see that that's that's a little bit too much that kind of like what happened with that girl in vegas that you wrote the poem about oh, that was that, that was something different that happened that was dc oh dc yeah, yeah. no she didn't she didn't have me do that though that was it was yeah. something else yeah, yeah, so enough. Okay. And John, um, I mean I mean Josh, we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but um do you see it happen often and why do you think it happens so much? Uh just habits at the end of the day. I mean, if those if if those thoughts are validated by the market, that's what they're going to believe and expect. Like Banks said, that becomes their reality. That's the whole concept of a spoiled princess, because that can happen for parents. Right. Parents, parents teach them that and then they literally expect it and then thus become entitled to it. And then won't well, that's where I was kind of going with it next. A lot of girls who I see have that mentality. Uh, you hear my dad always spoiled me. So I expect my man to do the same thing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I do see that happen a lot. I think it's kind of learned. Behave. So someone we would tell them that make sure you make sure the guy spoils you in its way and blah blah blah. So no matter what they do, they expect to drive through the McDonald's and come out with a free sandwich every time because of their voice or whatever on the drive-through machine. I don't know. So it's um <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, but I I see what you're saying. And Josh, last thing, you had the message to black women that you've been wanting to play for some months now. So let's get it out there. Well, it's not the main one, but it's a it's a nice appetizer. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it in the main one another time. In one second. Also, Banks, I wanted to get your opinion on something as the expert on fashion. So there's this new female athlete who's a rugby player and a female football player who just got uh, company. Absolutely. Did you see the shoe? I didn't see the shoe yet. 
All right, check this out. They look like, uh, um, what are those shoes called? Asics in K Swiss. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I personally don't like them, but I think with where she's going, and if she gets a better, all she needs is a design team. Right. I think for what she what she has right there, and with the sport that she's promoting. It would work. Um, I think in time, with going back to this, going back to the idea of having better designers, she can definitely make a killing. But as far as shoe design, I mean, I personally, I'm not a fan of it. But with the sport that she does, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But I think if she gets the right designers, you know, some young talent, she can definitely, uh, definitely make a change. And what you and what from what I've seen she has right there, it's not a bad start. There's a lot of worse products out there. <laughs> I, that's true. And I believe and to me, it looks I agree with that as like A6, A6 and K Swiss with a mm-hmm. Nike uh color palette, which is interesting. Right. And I think this is the main part that's going to sell the brand. <laughs> well, that too. And again, that's no disrespect, but that's just marketing. That's that's the reality at the end of the day. And that's literally what we're just talking about, right? Marketing 101. How many, I mean, essentially what we're saying, Miguel, is that I think the 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 simp and the and those guys are gonna be turned into OnlyFans simps. Makes sense. (laughs) Everybody's on OnlyFans right now, so yeah. Throw her back up here, please. That's hilarious. Here we go, Miguel. The good black woman has self-discipline. That's self-control. Let me make that real for you, sisters. We can start with our mouth. The good black woman can control her mouth. She don't have to say everything that comes up. It's okay if he get the last word sometimes. She don't cuss in public. And she works on not cussing in private. She don't tear a man down with her mouth. Because they can't out-argue us. Can't nobody out-argue us. I have charged that we nag our men too much. We keep our men head tied up so much with our petty grievances about our personal relationship that he don't have time to think and plan for our future. Because he got to deal with what's going to happen with us every day. You know, it's, it's real live when the black man come home, he almost have to do a wind test or stick his toe in the door. He don't know what way. By the way, going back to that other point, that's probably one of the, the main reasons as to why, let's say, ladies would be single mothers, is if they don't do any of those things. Wow. <laughs> um, I need your thoughts on that, on that, John. Thanks. With what? On that video that Josh just played. Like my, my, my point of what, what she's saying in regards to being a woman or... No, what do you think about the video in general? Like, what do you think about what she's saying about a good black woman and what they should do? I think she's right. What? <laughs> what do you think, Miguel? Don't be shy now. Uh, I had to wait for you guys, but I mean, I think why, she's... Why isn't she right? First of all, she said a good black woman. 
right? So that's number one. So you can be a good black woman without shedding your mouth all the time. There's other things you can do to make you good and good in a relationship, you know, based off what she said. Um, secondly, um, the whole thing about nagging, I mean, nagging is, uh, it's, um, what, what's the term I'm looking for? It's, 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 it's whose perspective you're looking at it from, right? It's, you know, you might consider it nagging where another person might consider it while she's just trying to, you know, no, help me or find out something or whatever like that. It depends on whose perspective it is, stuff like that. Mike, so, so you're telling me some, hold on. So you're telling me somebody who's actually nagging, like regardless <laughs> if it's a man or a girl, you're telling me somebody else is going to look at it like, oh, Jesus, it's a cry for help. No, it's a cry for she needs to work on how she relays certain <laughs> issues. Like, I don't understand. Like, no, because this, when it, when somebody nags or they present, a, that's, that's fine. No one has heard me, but <laughs> when it comes to that, like when it comes to nagging, I think like there's a better way to explain yourself or explain whatever issue it is. And I've seen that. Yeah, but you do know a lot of times the quote unquote nagging comes from when a woman has said something over and over again and a guy is just not getting it or not even trying to change it and stuff like that. They, a lot of women will say, I start out with a conversation and uh -huh. then it becomes a nag after I try to have a conversation four or five times and not getting anywhere. There's a better approach. Either you walk away or you find a better solution. By you nagging, you're just, while you're entertaining, a childhood trait. You're just making the situation worse. It's like you're giving ownership to that. Why Why do you need to do that? It's either you leave or you find a better solution to relay whatever emotion or idea or thing that you need to say. Work on that because that guy who's not listening to you, if the guy is somebody that really wants to be with you, if you do it in that approach, the guy is going to respect you more as opposed to you just nagging or acting like a child like, I, I, i'm sorry i can't agree with that mm -mm. again i don't think it starts off that way and maybe there is no better approach for this person and the other and the other thing you would say is just leave it alone right but it could be <laughs> what <laughs> but it could, thank but you it, ricardo <laughs> but it could be something that needs both of you to approve on or talk about or something and she's trying to get you to talk about it but you just can't get to it so eventually it becomes a nag we, now, like Josh kind of says a uh, woman bring things on themselves sometimes we bring things on ourselves too and don't even realize okay Miguel let me put out an example for you now what if one of the things that she's nagging about would fall under the category of micromanagement is that something that we bring upon ourselves She's nagging about micromanagement or she's trying to micromanage me, you're saying? Yes. And if we're going to think about a lot of the nags, most of the nags also fall under that category as well. <laughs> well, I I've heard you. I, I know nagging for you is like the ultimate no-no. I heard you say this at the barbershop. Heard you say it on, on New Year Radio. So that's like probably your... Your, your, your straw to break the camel's back. Right well, just food for thought for those who don't know, because we're also here to give food to the community, right? F for the culture. Right. Just know right now, 
in certain areas of the world, let's say in the East, nagging is actually a part of torture. It's a form of torture. And it's actually one of the leading causes of diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia. Wow. So okay. that's, that's just food for thought for the community. Food for the culture. Um, but, uh, and then her initial stance, like I said, going back, nagging uh, is annoying, but I think it does get to a point after, thank you, repetition. Thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's what I'm saying, Banks. It's the repetition that brings it out. It's not necessarily the first time. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense for her to nag the first time. The nagging comes out, she tried to get it to you several times. And if it's under the micromanager category, I already gave you my response the first time. And then at that point, it becomes nagging. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If she asked you about something and you said, uh, it brings the question. It bring it just bring. Uh, Ricardo said it just brings the question of will she accept you for you Thank or move you, on. Ricardo, every girl wants the DIY project. Either again, you guys can get guys anytime you want. Go find another one. Leave us alone. You know. <laughs> I mean, best for both sexes. Either accept the person for them. Or move on. So that I will say is true. Fact. There's but, options out here, especially yes. those of a uh, exotic variety. <laughs> <laughs> but her first part, like her first twenty seconds about like not a woman should shut her mouth and all this other stuff. Like, come on, man, that's a little bit too much. I don't. She she can give me her opinions. Like, why she got to be quiet? Like, doesn't make any sense. Hold on. Miguel, do you need me to play the clip again? Because that's not what she's talking about. Play it again. I don't think she's talking about that within that context of just them shutting her mouth. I think it. I think she's trying to explain when it comes to certain scenarios on how some can relay their points or views or when it comes to certain arguments. I think that's what she's talking about. I don't think she's just telling them like they should just be quiet and just not say anything. I don't well, think I so. Hope. If that was the case, she wouldn't be a speaker. Well, I would hope not. And but she also speaks. I don't, I don't think so. she, she again, there's no ambiguity in her words at all. She's saying it's the mentality, right? It's the demeanor in which you communicate. Are again, are you nagging? Nagging is a is a verb. You're you're actively behaving and communicating in a specific way because communication isn't nagging. It's not nagging. But it gets to nagging after repetition. That's what I believe. If they want to micromanage, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. We're in we, we, we this circle right now. <laughs> Look at Bank's face. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll just say. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> um, hey. Do me a favor. I'm going to play that first 20 seconds again, if could you? Because I want to make sure. The good black woman has self-discipline. That's self-control. Let me make that real for you, sisters. We can start with our mouth. The good black woman can control her mouth. She don't have to say everything that comes up. It's okay if he get the last word sometimes. She don't cuss in public. And she works on not cussing in private. She don't tear a man down with her mouth. Because they can't out-argue us. Can't nobody out-argue us. I have charged that we nag our men.
So all valid points. Except for the part that um what? if she I'll says we don't if she says we don't tear our man down, we shouldn't tear each other down. So <laughs> I don't want her to think it's okay for her to just say, I'm going to shut up yeah, while he tears me no, down. No, Miguel, you're moving the goalposts now. First it was, now you're telling him to be quiet. Now you're saying this? Come on, bro. You, you're That's what she said. But you're moving the goalposts, Miguel. How am you I said moving the, it? I'm following what she said. Yeah, but first you said the first 20 seconds and talk about shutting their mouths, which she wasn't saying being docile. She wasn't saying that. She was I saying, allow like women be self-conscious. You are the social creatures. That's their superpower. So with your social abilities, recognize the situation. Perhaps this isn't a time to approach it. And especially it's, it's nagging if it's at the wrong time. And that if it's part. continuously, she says, continuously at the wrong time, that, that's that a pattern. Part. But when she says we shouldn't tear them down because they cannot argue us, she, she, she's just saying that we're going to win anyway. So I'm just going to let, let, let him say what he wants to and whatnot. Well, he shouldn't say he wants to either. It should be nobody should tear each other down. That's what I'm saying. I think she's saying you shouldn't do it all the time where it falls into nagging and what she's trying to explain is like yes we as women we are better at arguing we are better at communicating certain things but you should also realize that it's not that deep to go into you know into a consistent going back to just nag. Like, you don't have to <laughs> do that. I mean, I, I have to say it that way because some do that. And I feel like when you do that, it just messes up everything. But if you, you know, take time and, you know, and basically un understand your battles. Like, okay, it's not worth doing this at this moment. Let me just chill. I feel like people are that's volumes. That's volumes. And right. Mike, I understand what you're trying to do right now, but <laughs> I, I just feel like if this is somebody did this to you, if you had two women in your life, they both both for bad or whatever, and one is consistently nagging, and then there's another one where they're like, okay, you know what? Or I'll, I'll put this scenario. Like, let's say you want to go to the movies, and you don't like when she you know, talks to you if there's something that like, you really want to watch. And then she complains, like, why are you not talking to me? Where like, another like, woman, like, 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 like Josh and Harry Potter. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then there's another woman that you go out. She understands this is something, this is a passion of yours. She understands that you take this seriously. So instead of her communicating that, she's like, you know what, let me buy my tongue. I really like this person. I understand this is how much he likes this. So I'm going to, you know, you know, allow him to watch it, and then we can talk afterwards. That's where you're compromising. Instead of you just allowing her to nag. <laughs> yeah, it nagging is coming from nonsense like this. Mommy spouse, get out of here. <laughs> That's facts, though, bro. That's what I'm telling you. I was going to say, I think people are creatures of habit. I think the women who nags especially the ones who nag early it's because she knows she has to nag to get it done because of that particular guy she's with there are guys to where a woman could be saying i only got to tell him something or ask something one time and that's it but then there's a guy like i'll get to it 
we'll talk about it later. And that's where the nagging comes into play and stuff like that. So I think, well, again, I think again, Miguel, no one's talking about the validity of that specific type of nagging, but you're forgetting the whole, let's say, MCU of actual nagging. There's a whole okay. universe of nagging. You, you, like again, you're talking about the one where it's valid, and that's fair. But there's a whole universe of nagging. Yes. Okay, I agree. There, there are some actual, just quote unquote, women who just nag. Yeah, <laughs> that makes things true. Of course, it does. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Knows how to get her voice heard without being extra. I agree with that too, Ricardo. And I believe that's what the lady was saying. <laughs> we got to agree disagree on her. That's crazy. Because I feel, I feel like everything she was saying was what he just said right there. But hey, Mike, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how I interpreted it, honestly. I think <laughs> I'm always about the actual wording of it all. Like that. But hey, whatever. But you know what? There's a lot more to that lady in her in her speeches, I guess, that we can also talk about on this show, a little snippets. Wasn't it like a whole, like 25 minutes or something like that on that lady? So we can definitely talk about more at another time. But for this one, that's been our show, another episode of Food for the Culture. Thank you guys for joining us who's still watching. If you watch it later on, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you have any thoughts or ideas or even want to be on the show, please leave comments for us. Thank you again uh, for watching. Absolutely. And have a good night, everyone. Get your money. I'm not going to